you kick down walls and anyone who tells you you can't you take your fears your insecurities your worries you roll them all up into a ball you turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up that candy out pick your goal and stick fucking to it you wishy-washy motherfuckers i can't fucking stand you I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I the time and I don't have time for this and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. And he kill it while you sitting down, bitch, about how I triple my fan base, man, worth bench. Can't say dad's worst, bitch. Do something, fuck it, I prove something, don't switch up, should have made your best first bitch. All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome inside episode 35 of the Be Informed Live Fit podcast, sponsored by Ray's Energy. I am your host, fitnessinformant.com, fitnessinformant founder, CEO, Ryan Buckeye. Thanks for stopping by, checking it out. Stoked about this episode. Just fucking stoked about this episode. Listen, I have had... Such a great opportunity since starting Fitness Informants and starting this podcast to really sit down and talk with so many amazing people within fitness, within nutrition, people that I've looked up to for a long time. Uh, For example, Jay Cutler, four-time Mr. Olympia champion, was on this podcast, on this show, and Jay and I exchange texts almost on a daily basis now. I mean, it's... It's unbelievable. My first guest ever, eight time, the greatest bodybuilder of all time. I don't even think it's arguable. The greatest bodybuilder of all time, Ronnie Coleman, was the first guest on this podcast. Guys like Chris Gethin, Aaron Singerman, Mark Glazer, Branch Warren. I mean, I could go on and on about the amazing people that I have had the opportunity to share conversation with for you people listening to this podcast. And my goal when I started FI was to make it educational. Tell the story that people don't know. Because if you own a brand, for example... Hearing that story of behind the scenes, behind the brand, or beyond the brand, as some might say, is extremely important as a consumer, I believe, because you need to know, or you should know, what that story is and how that brand was built and why they do the things that they do for you as the consumer. And on today's show, it is as real of a story as you're going to get, as we welcome in the legend, literally, he is a legend, in sports nutrition, in bodybuilding, Rich Gasperi from Gasperi Nutrition. Now, Gasperi Nutrition strikes a chord with so many people. Me, personally, nostalgia. Myofusion was one of the first proteins that I've ever taken in my life. Cookies and cream to this day is still my favorite cookies and cream flavor of all time. Uh, I have not had one that like that uh, ever. But Super Pump, Size On, Glycofuse. I mean, there are so many awesome Gasperi Nutrition products that I've used And I know those of you listening to this podcast are thinking probably the pro-hormones that you've used and how strong some of those were and how effective some of those were. And that's really how Gasperi Nutrition built their empire and built their brand. That's what Rich did. Rich was a competitive bodybuilder, suffered an injury, got tired of using other people's supplements and started making supplements through through manufacturers, selling them out of the home of his mom because he lived with his parents. And it's just a remarkable story. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Rich's story because Rich is going to tell it to you here on the podcast. But I will tell you this. like, We get into the highest of highs, the Porsche, the Ferrari driving Rich Gasperi, 
and the lows of the lows, the bankruptcy and selling of his baby brand, Gasperi Nutrition. Like we talk about it all. We, we hold back nothing. And that's really ultimately what I try to accomplish with this show is, listen, there are hard questions that people don't want to answer. There are hard questions that people don't want to ask. Some of these guests will go on other podcasts and that podcast host will be afraid to ask the hard questions, the tough questions. That's not me. I'm asking those tough questions. I asked Rich Gasperi about his divorce. Okay, his divorce was one very tough. Uh, it's, it's tough for anybody, right? Anybody listening to this who's been through it before knows extremely or knows how extremely exhausting and how tough that can be. And so to be able to, to, to actually have someone like me who, quite frankly, listen, I'm, I'm a very humble guy, but in the fitness industry, like I have in the last two years built up a reputation, but I'm still in the scheme of things a nobody. Really, I am. You know, I'm a nobody compared to somebody like Rich Gasperi. So to have someone like me, a fucking nobody, ask Rich Gasperi about his divorce and how that affected him in terms of his business and his life decisions takes balls. And I, uh, you know, I'm happy I asked those questions. And I'm even more ecstatic that he answers those questions because I think after today's podcast, what you're going to take away is a better appreciation and understanding of Rich Gasperi and Gasperi Nutrition in general as it moves forward in 2019. Because believe me, Gasperi Nutrition is back. It's not going anywhere. They have some really cool, innovative products coming out to market. And we have an opportunity to talk about that here on today's show. So I'm stoked up for you guys to listen to Rich Gasperi and hear the Gasperi Nutrition story. It's a phenomenal podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. If this is the first time listening and you enjoy the podcast, hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, watching via YouTube, or any other podcast platform. If there's an opportunity to leave us a review, we'd love that. That helps out the algorithm to make sure more people reach and, and understand and discover the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. And make sure you follow us on our social media channels. Obviously, Facebook, Instagram. We're on Twitter and Snapchat as well. This week's pumped up segment of the week is being brought to you by Built Fast Formula's award-winning Vasoblitz Blitz Pump Igniter. Not only is Vasoblitz Blitz the winner of our 2018 Shield of Excellence Supplement Award for Best Pump Product, it is also the first nitrate formula fully disclosed with 30 servings, not scoops. When Vasoblitz Blitz is consumed daily, even on your off days, it will last you a full month. All this for only $34.99. And as a special offer to our listening or viewing audience, use coupon code INFORMANT and save 15%. I'm pumped up about our 2019 Transformation Challenge. For those of you who have been following us for a long time know, last year between the 4th of July and Labor Day, we did an $8,000 Transformation Challenge in which we selected one winner from the male and one winner from the female sort of divisions or groups. Uh, I didn't know going into that what to expect, but participation was amazing. Uh, I appreciate the support from the brands, and now that we ourselves are a bigger brand, uh, we are putting together the pieces for this year's 2019 Transformation Challenge, trying to make it the best one yet. Obviously, it's the second one, uh, but it'll be super interesting to see kind of what we come up with. It may be similar to what it was last year. Obviously, the prize giveaways, we may do a first and second runner-up, uh, both in the male and female division, because quite frankly, like... $8,000 in supplements is awesome, but it does take a long time to get through, especially when you're getting $4,000 each. So I'm pumped up to do this again because so many people participated. And even though there was only one winner in both the male and the female side of this, everybody that submitted their before and after pictures made some sort of change in a positive way. And I went through a lot of photos and, uh, you know, and I sat back and I thought to myself when I was looking at those photos, like, wow, this little transformation challenge in which I am you know, having people submit pictures in their in their bathing suit or in their boxers. I mean, that's that's tough to do, but people did it. 
because they were excited for the challenge. They were excited to make a change. They were excited to become better versions of themselves through the FI Transformation Challenge. So I was stoked to be able to do that last year. I'm stoked to be able to do it again this year because I think it's I think it's awesome. I think I think it's great when you get a community of people together that come over to our self-made barbell brigade group and then they talk about these transformation challenges and they post their pictures and they get inspiration and motivation from other people. It's just so powerful. And it sounds cliche and, and maybe when you're listening to this, you're like, God, who is this guy, right? Like what kind of Kool-Aid is he drinking? I'm not drinking any fucking Kool-Aid, man. I've seen these transformations. Not from any pill, not from a drug, but from just working out, changing their daily routines and their habits into healthier habits and making sure that they're living better versions of themselves. Because keep this in mind, people. A transformation challenge is an eight-week challenge. That's that's a start, but you need to make a lifestyle change to make it lifelong because ultimately, for me personally, having a, a nine-month-old at home, like I, I can't imagine being swiped off this face of the earth, man, and leaving her to be without me. I, I need to be here. I need to be here to support her and, and to and to make sure I can raise her into the daughter and into the into the human being that she should be. And she's gonna make all those decisions herself, but it gives me an opportunity to be here and support her. So for me, that's that's really what I'm here for. Our genius moment of the week this week is being brought to you by the Genius Brand. The Genius Brand offers high-quality supplements with scientifically proven, clinically-dosed, all-natural ingredients. With a blatant disregard for profit margins, the Genius Brand focuses on creating innovative, industry-leading wellness supplements to help you live an active, healthy, and long-lasting life. Supplement smarter today. Check out full reviews and brand news on the Genius Brand over at fitnessinformant.com, a featured brand. The Genius Moment of the Week this week, and I talked about... Uh, I talked about this actually on our Instagram story, but it's it's fact checking. And what I mean by that is influencers within fitness, and I'm one of them, right? I, I'm a culprit of this. I am a fitness influencer. But many fitness influencers in this space publish inaccurate information that's not factual. Obviously, that's the definition of inaccurate. On fitness or nutrition tips that are actually detrimental to your health. But they have such a large following that people just eat it up. I have always said to people watching, listening to this podcast, or who check out our Instagram stories or our Facebook post, fact check me. Please, please fact check me. Listen, I know a lot. I do. I know a lot throughout the last two and a half years of, of running this business and from the previous time I spent within sports nutrition and just my love and passion for fitness in general. So I know a lot. But I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know everything. Oh, God, no. Every day, I'm trying to learn something new. Every fucking day, I am trying to learn something brand fucking new. Because the day you quit learning is the day you need to get the fuck out. So if you're watching Instagram stories for these fitness influencers and you hear something, instead of going and just implementing that shit right away, fact check them. There are very few people on Instagram that I trust that if they say something, I believe it to be true. And these people on Instagram that, that say these things that I trust are friends of mine. So that's why I trust them. I know them personally. People like you know Adam Biesick, who's a who was a, uh, a guest on this podcast, 50,000 followers on social media. I trust what he says because he's one of the most intelligent coaches and one of the most intelligent trainers on the face of the earth. Guys like Drew Peters, who's an R&D who's a, who's a scientist for GAT supplements now. I trust what he says. Because he has the same attitude as I do, a no bullshit attitude. I don't know necessarily if you call him a fitness influencer per se, but he's a, he's a person that I respect and I appreciate his insights. But I say that because brands now are coming out with sub-brands or lines under fitness influencers. 
And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's actually can be a really good thing if that fitness influencer is actually educated. Take Julian Smith, for example, from Arms Race Nutrition or Core Nutritionals. We had Doug Miller on here. We had Kent Nangle. They partnered with Julian Smith, who is a fitness influencer to create Arms Race Nutrition. Julian's actually intelligent. I would say still fact check Julian, fact check me. If I'm telling you to fact check me, I'm also telling you to fact check everybody else. But Julian is one doing it for the right reasons. You look at Arms Race Nutrition and you look at those labels, that's not bad product, people. That is not bad product at all. But for the most part, as a consumer, just as you should know what you're putting in your body when it comes to sports supplements or whatever you're doing, you should understand or have a better understanding of the advice that you're taking from these fitness influencers because just because they have 100 plus thousand followers on Instagram doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're talking about. Trust me, a lot of these people don't. They might look good, right? You might look the part, but that doesn't mean you can teach, you can coach, you should be giving advice. I look the part, but I went through training. I've learned so much to be able to give advice. I'm hesitant to give advice on stuff that I don't know about, so I don't. I go find out what that advice should be, and then I talk about it. Guys, girls, Rich Kasperi is coming up, and it's just, you know, I mean, it's just so cool to have, I mentioned this in the opening, man, it's just so cool for me to be able to have these conversations with these people, because they they were OGs in this space, and he refers to himself as a legacy brand. Well, I'll tell you, 2019 Gasperi Nutrition is acting like anything but a legacy brand. They're acting more like a startup. I'm going to send it over to Rich because you guys need to hear the story. It's phenomenal. It's, uh, it, it's really a tale from you know riches to rags back to riches, hopefully. Here he is, Rich Gasperi. The BAR Breakfast at the Ready is finally here. The world's first protein bar made with real cereal pieces from some of your favorite cereals and the best cereals of all time. This bar has 20 grams of protein, only 20 grams of carbohydrates, with five of them coming from sugar, and four grams of fat, 190 delicious calories that you can fit in at any time. Any person can take this bar, man, woman, child, whether you're working out, you're training to build muscle, or you just need a healthy snack throughout the day, the BAR is your solution. Go to redcon1.com and order the BAR breakfast at the ready right now. <laughs> With the amount of hard work that I put in, I need a reputable brand. I absolutely love this stuff. The energy is amazing. The pumps are ridiculous. The flavor is absolutely delicious. I was blown away by the amount of energy, the muscle pump. It keeps me going throughout the day. Take your workouts to the next level. The energy was so crazy for me. Really gives me the boost I'm needing in the morning. You will train harder. You will see better pumps. You will go longer in the gym. The quality of the ingredients makes a difference. Try Rise, you're gonna love it, I guarantee it. Their products are top of the range and I'm very proud to be a part of Team Rice. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this.
The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, it just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been would be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Most of my life chasing what's termed as unattainable. An obstacle in my path, I torment it. Any limitation trying to control my environment, I tame it. Any excuses I transform into commitments. The haters, they're too small for me to even see. For 28 months before Cage Muscle even released, I broke myself against the world to identify, track, test, and trial the ultimate resources available in human existence to bring you something the world has never seen. Change is upon us. Don't justify your complacency. Evolve with me. Part animal, part machine. I'm Chris Gethin, and I am Cage Muscle. Alright everybody, welcome back inside the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to have this gi- this gentleman, this legend on my podcast, the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, Rich Gaspari. My man, you look as healthy today as you did 20 years ago in the pictures that lace Google Images, my friend. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, I got to keep staying young. Um, I'm actually expecting a, a baby. Really? August, so oh my God, my, I did uh, not know that. I did not yeah, know that. Do you guys, do you know what it's going to be, boy, girl? Yeah, it's going to be a boy, so I'm having a boy. Very cool. How many kids do you have now? I have, um, well, I have a stepson. He's 18. I have a daughter who's 12, so this is my, you know, my son. Well, yeah. He'll carry the Gaspari name. Your baby boy. That's, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. I had no clue, so that is very exciting news. That's the summer, so... You got a lot of stuff going on, my man. I mean, you have. Oh, we're, yeah. we're gonna I'm, we're gonna uh, remodeling my entire house. <laughs> You're remodeling um, your entire brand too. I mean, we're gonna talk about I'm all re- this. Remodeling my entire brand. We, you know, we're we're coming up with new products. You know, growing the brand back. Um, as you know, this is a over twenty year old brand that I started after I basically retired from you know competition. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's it, you know this brand's had its ups and downs, and you know. I'm a type of guy, like when I competed in bodybuilding, that I never gave up and sure. you know, became one of the best in bodybuilding by the naysayers saying that I could never do it. And I'm still I'm still here. And same thing with this brand. It's going to continue on. And I'm excited about a lot of the new uh, the new products that we, we are coming out with, um, you know, new, exciting ways, the way we're going to market the brand. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good stuff. It's awesome. I mean, when I heard when I hear Gaspari 
it's nostalgic in so many ways for me. It was one of the first brands that I took when I was introduced to sports nutrition and sports supplementation. I, I saw you five years ago at the Arnold, and it was like I was like in awe of you. Like you're walking around, or not, I was at the Olympia, and you're walking around. I was like, that's Rich Gaspari, holy shit, you know. And um, and here you are on the podcast and living color, and it's it's so cool. And I'm so excited to be able to hear your journey because you are, like I mentioned in the, in the opening, like a legend in this industry. Everybody that I talked to, Rich, about you, nobody had a bad thing to say. Everybody said that, I mean, you are, you're a gentleman, you're a scholar, uh, you've done so much good for this fitness and sports nutrition industry. Like, did you imagine 20 years ago starting, starting Gaspari after you got done competing, like your legacy would be what it is today? You know, really, I didn't know where, you know, that I was going to be in this uh, place where, you know, I have now a legacy brand that I was going to be one of the top brands. You know, when I started the brand over 20 years ago, you know, I just, um, I, I, you know, I competed since I was, um, you know, 13, 14 as a, as a teenage bodybuilder right into my mid 30, well, 32, 33 was my last competition. So I got my injury. I started Gaspari when I was 35 years old. Um, and when I started this again, it was me starting this brand from scratch. Mm. Uh, people don't know that, you know, they say, oh, you were a famous bodybuilder. You know, you took you took yourself from being that famous bodybuilder. And then from there, you started this brand right away, got customers. It was far from that. When I started this brand, I don't know if you guys know, I, you know, I injured myself mm -hmm. in competition where I was, you know, I I did all these shows. And then what happened was, is my placing started getting lower. Um, I started feeling really burnt out. Right. You know, and and, I, and my body showed it where when I was competing in my last years, you know, I could basically see that, you know, I had issues where, you know, certain body parts weren't popping as well. I didn't look the same, no matter how hard I trained, it looked like I just wasn't the Gaspari that made me, mm -hmm. you know, famous for being this bodybuilder that, you know, popped. So I ended up, you know, taking a break and then coming back after a couple of years and I tried a couple of pro shows. I was actually doing pretty well. I was on my way up. But at that moment when I was coming up, I was going against guys like Flex Wheeler, yeah. Ronnie Coleman. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a new changing of the guard. So I, I came up. I, I did one show in Canadian Pro. Um, I came in fifth place uh, behind like Milos Garchev. And then I was going to go into the Night of the Champions, which was then New, the New York Pro, it was called. And I, I came in, you know, top six. And I was going to come back the following year into the, the New York Pro. I think it was 1997. And getting ready for that show, I was actually around 240. My normal weight in competition was anywhere between, you know, at my peak was, you know, between 215, 212, 209 to like 220. That's sure. my body weight. So I was up to like 240. So it was going to be a big, because yeah. at that era was the Ronnie, it was the, it was actually the Dorian Yates, Ronnie Coleman being a much bigger bodybuilder. I came into that show, you know, getting ready for the um, New York Pro. Herniated a disc in my neck. My whole right side went paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And I just basically said, I'm done. I can't compete no more. And I said, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. And, you know, I just, I was doing a lot of personal training. I was doing personal consultation nutritional consultation with, which was then called nutritionalysis and apex. Sure. But I was actually doing my own diets and helping people. And I started selling supplements. 
So when I started selling these supplements, I, I said, wow, I'm selling more supplements than I am doing personal training. And what brand of supplements Maybe were you selling then? I was selling, I was selling all different brands. Um, you know, I can't even really remember yeah. a lot of the brands. Yeah, right. I, was, I, was, I was selling the Apex brand, which sure. is the brand that came with this nutrition, nutrition analysis. But then I was also selling other brands. I was selling Metrax. Mm. I was selling um, EAS. I was selling different, different brands that, mm. that I felt they were cool brands to sell. And, you know, I said to myself, like when I hurt myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to make my own brand. And people are like, you're not going to be able to do that. You know, you know, you know what these guys got behind them. They got sure. big money. There's no way you're going to be able to do it. You know, and I started, I just started going to manufacturers in New Jersey and then just, you know, learning about, you know, manufacturing, learning about products, learning about, you know, supplements, which I was always, I've always believed in them and I've always taken them, mm-hmm. but I wanted to learn about how to make my own products. And yeah. I just, that's what I started doing. You know, at the beginning, it really was where I was working out of my mom's house just to go to go back. When I did injure myself, I had a weeder contract. I went back then through this divorce. It it put me into personal bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So I I basically had nothing. So when people say it was easy, I moved back to my parents' house after being king, you yeah. know, in my 20s into my early 30s, you know, driving around in a Porsche and, you know, living the lifestyle and having everything to reverting back to like saying, okay, selling everything, moving back to my parents, taking every dime that I had and investing in Gisparian nutrition. Yeah. I think it's super interesting because you brought up a couple things that I wanted to talk about. One, you brought up like Metrex and EAS. EAS no longer around anymore, you know, and Metrex, I honestly don't even know what about Metrex. I haven't heard about from them in forever. So I came and tell you what they're doing and I do this for a living. So, but your brand is still here and alive and your brand's been through a roller coaster of a ride over the last several years, which we'll get into. But I want to go back, like, let's talk about the real life situation. You talk about like, you went from everything to nothing. You had a, a divorce that, um, is never easy. Like, what did you take away from that, that you applied to your life moving forward from that point in time? Never take anything for granted. Yeah. That's <laughs> one thing. Um, you know, having gratitude on everything that you have, you know, never making, making, never making or thinking that yourself, that you're better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe everything I've had is through hard work, you know, and dedication. I've always told people that, and, you know, I never felt that it was better than anybody more than just saying, you know, I worked hard for what I got Sure. Um, from being a professional bodybuilder to, you know, doing what I did with uh, Gisparian Nutrition. It was always about, you know, getting to the grindstone and working hard. You know, I did learn when you when you live a certain lifestyle to revert back is very hard. But, you know, you just have to be able to grind. And, and as an entrepreneur, you know, you can. You can have highs in your life that you're, you know, riding mm-hmm. high and millions of dollars to where you're, you know, you have to now it's like save money and learn to, you know, go back to basics and eat, you know, uh, canned beans to, you sure. know, I don't know about literally, but still, you know, where you're really looking at the money where before you didn't, so. didn't care. Yeah. And that's, I think in this industry, it's interesting because you see, if you scroll through, we're in a social media world, you scroll through Instagram, you see. Some of these brand owners just posing with Ferraris and 
all these different things that maybe give off the wrong perception of what it's like to be an entrepreneur in this space. Cause not everybody has, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Like there's your, to your point, like there was probably a time when you were starting Gasperi that it was super hard. Did you ever question whether or not you made the right decision or was there a point in time in your history where you thought maybe Gasperi wasn't going to make it? Definitely. Uh, when I started Gasperi, just as you said, uh, you know, I, if it was a dream and a passion to, start this supplement line and make products that work. You know, I really believed in helping, you know, individuals like myself, to, you know, because when I was in bodybuilding, I believe supplements really helped me, you know, increase, you know, say whatever it was, 5%, 10% to make myself better mm-hmm. for competitions. And I wanted to help others. I wanted to help athletes. Um, so when I started Gasparri, that was my, my passion to make this thing work. And, you know, reality was I was living in my parents' house, you know, in my, uh, you know, late, well, early thirties. Um, I was sitting there selling my cars, you know, I had, like I said, a Porsche and, you know, nice cars, you know, uh, Corvettes and selling all those and buying a minivan sure. that I let it up. And that was my vehicle to go around locally to the gyms and stores to sell my brands. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I said, grinding my grinding and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. And at one point I, I had my business in my parents' house. I was running it out of my parents' house. Their basement was my office. Their two guard garage was my, was my warehouse. So we're, you know, starting the company, making it, you know, making it grow. And then something really terrible happened is my, my, my parents' house burned down. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, We had electrical fire. I lost Everything I had in the house that was my product because it wasn't insured, it ended up being around, to me, it was a ton of money. When I started, it was about $50,000 in product. Yeah. To me, it was the end of the world. I had to then go live at my brother's house, um, basically couch surf because I had nowhere to live. And I started their business. I started the business in his basement that was an unfinished business in this cold, dreary basement. I had an outdoor garage. I live in New Jersey where <laughs> I was packing boxes in the snow, having deliveries come in. You know, it was funny because I lived in a residential street. I have an 18 wheeler come down. The 18 wheeler would take down the telephone wires. I'd have the police there <laughs> because people called it, you know, the police on me. You know, I was just trying to run this, this business. So, and I was at a point where it was really, really difficult. And I had a, I had a girlfriend at the time you know, after my divorce and and a girlfriend that basically was like, you know, why don't you get into something else? So I tried to become an insurance agent. Mm. I was going to sell insurance. I went to, I went to study the test to sell insurance and I actually passed it and I went out to sell. It was actually mortgage insurance. It was something where if you die, your insurance gets paid, your, your car, your mortgage gets paid if you die. So you're, you know, you're safe. So I was selling this. So I got, you know, I passed the test. I went out to sell it. I'm in a suit and I'm going to sell. And I ended up that day selling like five accounts. I went back and I go to the guy. I said, hey, good, good news. I sold five, you know, insurance uh, policies. Bad news, I quit. <laughs> I go, I'm not doing this. Yeah. There's no way I'm doing this. You know, and I went back to the grind and saying, you know what? This is my passion. This is what I want to do. And there's a lot of people that, you know, to get to those moments, I remember being this dingy, cold basement with a computer in there in the dark. And I just sat there and I said, you know, if I throw enough shit against the wall, eventually it's going to stick. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, I did. I said, if I stick to this, 
I'm going to do it. And, you know, at the time, Labrada had his company already going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, you know, I would talk to Labrada and he goes, you know, you just got it. You can't give up. You got to keep going. Um, and that's what I did. I just, like I said, I'm just going to keep this dream and I'm just going to keep this passion, you know, what I believe in and, and it's going to eventually work. You're in a unique situation in that you competed competitively in bodybuilding. So you took supplements, you believed in supplements. You mentioned the extra five to 10% that supplements give people when they actually have a diet down and a workout routine. Then you went to become a business owner. Now, anybody who knows anything about business, like the number one goal in business is you have to make money to keep the lights on, to pay the bills. How did you find it? to try to balance between making effective formulas and products that actually help the consumer and the money, because there are brands today in 2019 that just care about the money and they're making yeah. really, really bad formulas. I'm happy to say that Gasperi is not one of those brands. You guys are actually making really good stuff, but how did you find that balance as somebody who believed in high quality supplementation, but you also knew you had to make a paycheck to make this thing work? Well, as you said, there is a fine line. You know, there's a lot of times when I want to make a product that is, so of high quality that if I made it, it costs you a hundred dollars to mm -hmm. buy and you can't do that. So you got to look at it and say, okay, this is what I want to do. What can I do to make this thing as, as best that I can. Right. So it's affordable to the public mm -hmm. and still make in enough margins to make money. And I, I would just work on making that product where, you know, I, I want to make the Rolls Royce of products, but I know it's not going to sell. So maybe if I make, you know, an Acura, or, you know, a car, you know, I can't, I don't want to make like some cheap ass car. I want to make something that's in the middle, but sure. still have a product that works that when you, you know, when you take, it's effective, it's got, you know, efficacious doses of ingredients. And, and I just, it's just kind of like a fine line that you said, where you have to say to my, yourself, like, let me look, let me make sure this is of quality and efficacy, because if I believe it is, people will buy it. And even though I'm not making as much as my competitor, that's maybe selling it cheaper and selling more, you know, at a higher margin, I'm still going to sell it and I'm going to keep those sales going. And I believe that formula has worked because through all the ups and downs Gaspari's been through, whenever the brand's there, you know, people can't say anything saying, well, it's a crap brand. Mm -hmm. They don't say that. They always say, you know, it's a brand of high quality. As you said, I've used the brand. You know, we were very, um, you know, we've done a lot of stuff. We were very cutting edge. We were, you know, we, we did things that no one has ever done, like in the industry, you know, one of the best test boosters were Novit XXT that mm -hmm. we actually did studies backing it up to show that it increased natural testosterone. We were the first to introduce cluster dextrins to the market yep. when everyone was using Vitargo and, you know, Carbolin. I found cluster dextrins that at, at, at one point people were saying like, oh, it's not going to sell. Now it's one of the mainstays yeah. in the industry is cluster dextrins. Yep. So, you know, I always look for that, the best products out there, new innovation. I was always looking for that. It's hard today because it's Ooh, just, it's a lot. you know, the industry is, is matured much more. Mm -hmm. So you look at things that, you know, you look at things that you're trying to do, you know, what's trending in the industry. You know, we're looking at products right now. It's funny. Like I saw already, the collagen trend was starting to grow. Now that wasn't in sports nutrition. If you're talking about a year ago, mm -hmm. but I already started looking at products like collagen. Cause they say, you know, this is very important. Like everyone's right. low in collagen one, two, and three, what, what, what kind of collagens to make. So we came up with bone broth because yep. 
you know, I was just talking to one of my salesmen. He goes, we should just call it college. And I'm like, but it's not college. It's bone broth. Mm -hmm. There's other, other, other benefits to call it to bone broth. That's not in college. And sure. that's just cowhide, you know, it, it helps with the immune system. It helps with leaky gut syndrome. So I'm going to keep it as bone broth, even though my salesman is saying, Hey, listen, I think it should be called collagen. Yeah. The people in the stores are saying, call it collagen. I'm saying, but it's not just collagen. We're going to educate the consumer to let them know what the difference between bone broth collagen and collagen are, because there are big differences. There's a huge difference. And that's just one of the things that, you know, I feel in my gut to do, even though I'm told I should go there, I go there. Sure. You know, it's interesting because you and I both probably know what like the number one selling pre-workout is in, in brick and mortar. Uh, there's a particular brand out there. I'm not going to mention on the podcast, but it's not a good product. Like I'll just hands down say it. I'll say it. It's not a good product. Um, yeah. When you see consumers buy this at the rates that they do and the sales reps push it because the margins are so positive for the retail outlets. Like as a brand owner who actually cares about what the consumer is putting inside their body, what do you think about when brands are, are able to do this and consumers just don't care and they continually consume and purchase these products? Again, I, I just, like I said, you know, my hat's off to them. It's just not what I'm about. You know, what I'm about is making something, you know, different, mm -hmm. something of high quality, something I feel that works. Um, when we were making super pump, you know, what was happening was, um, Jack 3d became really big Yep. and, you know, they were talking about micro, uh, ingredients. There's no such thing as micro ingredients, whether you have an efficacious dose of, you know, leucine, creatine, beta alanine, you know, you have to have certain doses that clinical studies show, right? They were taking a product, putting DMAA in the product with caffeine. People are getting hyped up on it and saying, Microdoses of all these other ingredients, uh, and this product's going to work. And what people were feeling were was the the stimulant effect. Yeah. I was still trying to sell, you know, efficacious doses of carnitine, leucine, and maybe I was wrong because, you know, their sales superseded mine. But I still believed I'm following what I'm doing. You know, even Super Pump, that's a, that's a legacy skew that's close to 20 years old. Yeah, I still sell pretty good quantities of it. Is it the leading pre-workout? It's not. So when we made that product, we wanted to make sure it had efficacious doses of the ingredients. You know, it wasn't just the pre-workout with stimulants in it. It was much more. Mm -hmm. You know, we had leucine in it with efficacious doses, carnitine in it, creatine. So it was something, you know, that when you took it, you felt in your right. workout. You recovered from it. So that's what, we're, you know, that was the product, what it was about. I do remember distinctly when Jack 3D came out, I was a user of that product and the scoop size, very small to your point when they kept saying yeah. micro dosing. And then, but it also caused me to purchase your product, Super Pump. So I want to talk about like the popularity of the pre-workout category from No Explode to Jack 3D to Super Pump. Like, do you think the Jack 3D sales actually helped Super Pump increase their sales as well when it brought more new users into this pre-workout category, which was relatively still new to sports nutrition? I, I don't think it really it helped it because at the point, what they did is they reset the uh, price points okay. on a pre-workout. Because at the time, we had Eno Explode and Super Pump. Mm -hmm. They were the two leading pre-workouts. You know, and the, the amount of I was selling a Super Pump was just astronomical. Sure. I was the number, number two, number one pre-workout with Eno Explode. Did you and you guys? You had the bigger scoops. NL Explode also had a bigger serving size as well, yes. right? And then Jack came in with like a third of what you guys were doing. Well, because what they did is they just spritzed in. Oh yeah, the ingredients of like they put a little bit of creatine, a little bit of arginine, a little bit of you know whatever, 
uh, beta alanine, so you felt tingly. Right. And then what they did is they dosed it up with DMA and caffeine. So what you were taking is basically DMA and caffeine. Now, mm -hmm. people are getting good workouts off of it because of the stimulant effect. And I think it's changed the market tremendously because yeah. now everyone is based off high stim. Yeah. Um, it also changed the price point that I talked about earlier. There was a set price point on, say, and then it'll explode in Super Pump. They were 10 to $15 cheaper. Mm -hmm. What that did is just it just changed the market that people were like, oh, I'll buy this cheaper because I feel it. And, you know, because of, of it's been hard to educate the consumers, they went for the product that they felt. And it's still like that. People yeah. go on feel. People go on taste. If you have those two things, it's going to sell. Right. You know? Yeah. And you mentioned, like, it was hard to educate people because you, all you had back then was magazines and DVDs. You didn't have this thing yeah. really called the, the social media world that we live into now that you have more of an outlet to educate consumers and educate people on what you're doing. But jacked as, as popular as it was, obviously there was a lot of bad that came with it too. And, and people there, you look at what happened to that, the leadership team at USP labs, they're like no longer in business because of all the stuff from back. That was a crazy time in yes. sports nutrition with Jack 3d oxy elite uh, craze, like all these tainted supplements that came through when you, when that was happening in the industry, like you and I both, I think are in the same breath. Like we don't want bad things to happen in this industry. Like we want to no. make sure that this industry is bringing people up, but as a business owner, when these bad things happen, like, what do you think about, what do you, what do you like tell your team as you guys move forward? Well, first off, I mean, you know, stay the course. What we, what we were doing is when I made this company was to make high quality products in efficacious doses and products that work to help others. You know, I really did believe that I was helping people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all about money. And, and that's the problem when it's just about money, then you you get sidetracked to basically, you know, change what you really want to do right. to where you're just looking to look for that almighty dollar. Yeah. Excuse me, almighty dollar. So I do believe in, like I said, looking at the quality of products. Of course, I'm not going to say I'm not doing this not to make money. Oh, right. I'm Absolutely. doing this to make a living. We all are. Um, but I still believe in like integrity, quality, you know, innovation, all these things. That that's what excites me. Mm -hmm. When I come up and find something, a discovery of something new that we can come in and bring it to the market, that's very exciting to me. You know, to be able to sit there and get endless amounts of people, you know, writing to me, you know, DMing me saying, you know, I've used your product, it's changed my life. I feel like, you know, you know, I, like you said, you know, you bring back memories of when I first started lifting a weight yep. and I used super pump, you know, a lot of pros tell me, you know, you motivated me, you know, and you inspired me to, you know, to go from, you know, this bodybuilder to becoming this entrepreneur. I mean, for me, it's pretty cool to be able to be this person that helps others Yeah. where, you know, not only in the bodybuilding world, but also, you know, people that say, you know, if you've inspired me to never give up and mm -hmm. that's what you're about. It's always about never giving up. And like I said, I don't know if it's, you know, God has handed me something <laughs> where I have to like, you know, uh, I have to have this, you know, lessons that I have to then pass over to other people. But I've been through some hard times, good times, you know, and like I said, the one thing I've learned is always be gracious, you know, have gratitude of everything that you have.
So this is it. The new flavor is in production as we speak. We've been hyped about this for months and the time is finally here. So let's go check it out. In here. burst of candy with a hint of tart, leaving your taste buds begging for more. It's fruity and creamy, yet sweet and tangy. After months of testing and formulation, this galactic flavor is sure to take over the galaxy. Now let's give it a try. So good. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, time to go. Definitely one of our favorite shows to do. The community we built online to be that we are the guys that hit home runs. It's mail time! Bigger canister, CG approved. You mentioned too that Jack took the price point down $10, $15, and now in, in 2019, it seems like the race to the bottom is more prevalent than ever before. Who can offer the next pre-workout at the cheapest price to get consumers in? Uh, we've had a lot of discussion at FI about how we don't think it's good for the industry to, to that race to the bottom. There's not longevity to, with that in terms of retail outlets. You guys have maintained your pricing integrity and your price point with your map prices, et cetera. Um, were you ever sort of tempted to go along with the trends and, and lower your prices? And, and not, not, not to say you whore them out, but to go against kind of what you initially believed in, just to try to keep pace with what other people were doing in the space. I mean, when you when it, when, it, when you're talking about map pricing, that is that's a whole animal in itself, yeah. you know. Because we have a legacy brand, I'm constantly policing, you know, pricing that's out there with third party Amazon sellers, right? To try to keep them, you know, price integrity. You know, when you're saying cheapening products to sell to the public. It's really, really hard that I don't want to do it, you know, so I stick to my guns. You got to have a, a happy medium. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to try to be within price range to be able to sell because if you're way off, you're not going to sell. Like I said, if you're selling the Rolls Royce, like I see some guys doing, trying, yeah. you're only going to sell to that small, minute group. You know, you got to try to be in the middle to try to get the masses. Right. And, and that's what we try to do with Gasparri. Have I ever been tempted? Yes, we've all been tempted to do things like that. But then I always believe in the repercussions of what you're going to do when you come up with that reputation. Sure. There are brands that are known for being really cheap. Mm -hmm. And, and if, although they're cheap and people are buying them, you have a certain genre of people that are going to buy that brand. But they don't look at that brand as being quality. Yeah. Uh, I, rather, I rather, like I said, suffer not get those sales from those people that are just driven by price. Yeah. And go more on, on, you know, on people that are looking for perceived quality. Mm -hmm. I find it super fascinating. When we started this conversation, you talked about how you actually physically went to manufacturers to make your products. Like you had to go out and seek out manufacturers. Nowadays, manufacturers are taking out ads on Facebook, letting people know that they can produce supplements for them so they can start a supplement from their, from their basement, like from their parents' basement if they want to. Like the barrier to entry today in sports nutrition is extremely low. So yeah. as, as when you guys started, Gasperi was just such a huge name, huge name. And then suddenly this influx of new brands started coming into the industry. Some cool, some not so cool. But now you had a, a bigger pool of competition that you're going against. Yeah. Did that bother you that the barrier to entry became so low that literally anybody with, say, $10,000, $15,000 could start a brand if they could build a website. And next thing you know, they're a competitor of yours. 
Well, when you say, does it bother me? Of course it bothers me because even though they may not be some big brand, they're chipping away at the sales mm -hmm. of your brand. So yeah, that brand that's like a ten, fifteen thousand dollar brand right. is getting five buyers buying product that they were buying your brand. Right. You know, another guy that's a little bitter is getting ten people that are buying your brand. You know, what I do realistically see is is, is the margins that are made in this industry are much lower. Mm -hmm. What I used to make was way higher. I would say double in margins. Sure. What I was able to make when I was making double in margins, I was living high. You know, I had the Lamborghinis and the Ferraris and you know, I look at it now having athletes, it's totally changed. Like you can't spend or used to see muscle tech with, you know, <laughs> a, a, a slew of athletes from Ronnie, you know, from Ronnie Coleman to Jay Cutler to, you know, Phil Heath. And, and you don't see that anymore nope. because the margins are much smaller. You can't do it. And now you have someone like a Jay Cutler or Phil Heath making their own brand, right? you know, thinking they can do it. It's not that easy as they can see, mm -hmm. you know, it's not always about having high social media followers as you, you know, as you can see as well, there's guys that have a million followers and still not having a top brand, right? but they still take a piece of the market. Am I happy about these people that are coming into the market? No, but is it reality? Yes. What could you do? You could still make a quality brand. You can, you can segment your, you know, your channels to, it used to be just to say, it used to be, you can be top in every channel. Sure. Now you've got to be selective in the channels that you're in and be good in those channels before you could be the number one in GNC vitamin shop, Europa, you know, uh, gyms, stores, mm -hmm. and you were the number one. Now it's like you could be a GNC brand, but you're really not a vitamin shop brand. Yeah. You could be a brick and mortar brand, but not really be in GNC. Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of pick your poison or your channels of where you're going to go and focus on those channels Yeah, to grow a brand. So that, that also has changed when you had so many competitors. Yeah. You know, I remember um, I'm good friends with Eric Hillman from Europa he used mm -hmm. to say, you know, the supplement industry is recession proof. Well, that's not true anymore because <laughs> yeah. you have so many players in it feeling that they can make money. I'm going to become a supplement uh, owner. Rich Gasparri did it. Yeah. You know, they don't know the suffering. I went in five years and almost being broke and until it made it, but there are people in there that just feel they can do it. They're selling it. You know, they're sell their brand on Amazon, you know, you know, learning about search engine optimization you know, getting your names out there and they're, and they're selling a brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, buried entry is low. And if, I mean, people can do it. I mean, you can start a supplement company tomorrow with 10 grand if you're good at all the things that you need to be good at and you have, you're good at relationship building, but, um, it, it's not easy to your point, even though it's the buried entry is low. Walk me through rich, the decision to partner with Jared wheat and, and you, when you were with, with Jared wheat, high tech for those that listening that not, not that aren't sure who he is, like what, what led to that decision to do that? And then ultimately we'll talk about you bringing everything back under, under your umbrella. Okay. Um, well, first off, let's say that, you know, to get the Jared Wheat before Jared Wheat, you know, there was Gaspari, the big Gaspari that, yeah. you know, that we were running, that we were close to $95 million That's in gross massive. sales that I was doing. Um, unfortunately, what happened, I went through um, a divorce mm -hmm. that, you know, distracted me in a big way. Right. Uh, but then it was, you know, when I say Gaspari um, died death by a thousand cuts, what happened was, is besides going through a divorce, I had two, one of my two inner guys that actually were, you know, ended up going against me. Sure. 
Um, so I had two lawsuits with two of my two of my employees. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lawsuit with an, an outside patent troll that I want to mention his name, but you probably know who he is. Sure. You know, a scumbag patent troll that is still out there that I had a war with him. So I had a divorce, a war with a patent troll. I had lawsuits with two of my employees that were one of my high executives. Mm-hmm. Um, you were mentioning about, you know, like when did they said I was gone and, you know, I lost control of the company and all these things. But, you know, even Jared, when we were doing this together, he did give me like, I, the one thing I said is we are separate. Mm-hmm. We are separate. Gasparri is separate. You know, I had a separate office. I had separate accounting. I had se- a lot of things we kept separate. Some things we intertwined, but a lot of stuff we did keep separate. Sure. Where he wanted to put it together, and I was like, no, we're separate. Yeah. And he didn't like that very much. But, you know, like I said, we we clashed in that, in that way. Yeah. And like you said, I just said, I'm not giving up on this company. And it got to the point where, you know, he was going through his own um, issues. Mm-hmm. And I felt, you know, it was an opportunity for me to say, Hey, let me buy you out. Sure. And, and I was able to do that. And, and that's where we're still in the process now. Yeah. Of doing. Well, I, like I, like I was mentioning, I think it's just, it says a lot about you as, as a person in terms of like back against the wall, facing adversity for everybody out there that thinks like you've had it easy and that you're, you know, you've been driving Ferraris all these years now. I mean, you struggled a bit, man. I mean, you know what it's like to quote unquote, sort of hit rock bottom within business. I mean, to the point where you almost lost your baby, but you're able to get it back. And it's exciting now because, you know, we've been, we struck up a friendship and we're working with you guys on some things. And and what I see that you guys are coming out with is really exciting stuff. Like you mentioned, you are putting the pulse back into the heart of Gasperi through what you envision this brand to be. And I'll say it while it was with Jerry, that kind of lost its luster. I mean, it was, it was there, um, but it wasn't what it, what it should be. And, you know what I now I think there's gonna be two things moving forward. One, you guys have this new innovation pipeline that we can talk about, which is super exciting. But two, as part of that, Jared buying it, he he took some of the assets from Gisberry in terms of some of the look of products. So yeah. consumers may go to a store shelf now and see a product that traditionally was a Gisberry product. It looks exactly like your product, uh, but it's yeah. not. You know, it's 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 Blackstone or it's it's yeah. a Jared Wheat thing. So I just want to talk about that real quick. Like, how's what's your plan on if if any? on maybe addressing the misconception of packaging to a consumer who thinks maybe this is a Gasperi product when it's actually not. They just have the, the look and feel of it. Well, if you know Jared's MO, he's done it with Syntrax. He's copied the packaging. Yeah. It looks exactly like a Syntrax product. It's a different, almost exact same name, same packaging, just with, a, with his logo. Right. So, I mean, that's what Jared's always done. You know, that's, you know, like I said, he's, he's an opportunist that looks at things like that and, I put my hats off and that's what he's been able to do. Right. And he's taken advantage of those things. Has he taken advantage of Gasparri in certain (laughs) ways? Yes, he has. He's taken some of the products that he felt were great products and he's taken them. And I basically said, you know what? Take them. Sure. I don't care. I'll come up with new stuff. The one thing I'm good at is I will come up with innovation and new stuff. I don't need products. Like, like I said, a lot of the products they have that he's been successful with, or knockoffs of other brands yeah, or 100%. copies, which is fine. Which is fine. There's a lot of brands. Dimatize did that mm-hmm. and became very successful. That's not what I'm about. Yeah. So when I lost products, getting the brand back, I was all about. You know what? It's going to be a rocky road, but if I can continue just being able to be innovative and do the things that I did when I first started this company, this company will come back 
to life yeah. and be stronger. And that's what we're slowly doing. We're climbing out of the, you know, out of the hole and growing the brand back. And actually people now are starting to talk like, Hey, I heard of that brand. And you know, the young, especially young millennials that, <laughs> yeah. you know, when the brand was at its be- best, they were like 12 years old. Now right. they're, you know, 22 years old. And they're like, I didn't hear of this brand, but now I, I just heard of this brand and they're starting to use, you know, use the product. So it's all good. Like I said, you will hear more of me. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I'm going to grow this thing. Um, like I said, we are only at the beginning stages of where we're going to be with Gasparri. It's super cool because, I mean, Troy Johnson, who works with you, and he's a good friend of mine. Uh, but, like, you guys are, like, boots on the ground. You're going out and you're doing, like, road shows. You're physically going in the retailers and saying that exact same thing. Like, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. By the way, here's all these kick-ass new products we have come out. We have Proven Egg, which is something that Jared Wheat would never have launched underneath your no. brand. Not a chance. Never. Uh, the, when it was uh, overseas, never would have launched it. It's a really cool product. It's a very good product. I've gotten to try it. I love it. Um, Glycofuse, we just talked about that. You did a, a thing on your Instagram for it. You guys changed the formula a little bit, but not in a bad way, using Carb 10 and Cluster Dextrin, which is still great and fantastic. But you talked about the bone broth. That's something that, you know, wouldn't have gotten released. Uh, I oh, think never. traditionally most people probably think Gaspari wouldn't release a, a bone broth product to begin with. But this is the way you're thinking here in 2019. So share with the listeners and the people watching, like, what is the – not necessarily what's in the innovation pipeline, but what's your way of thinking as you move forward and try to bring Gaspari, Gaspari back to being a, a dominant brand in this space that's cluttered with so much competition? Well, what, what you just said is like, you know – when I was, I was boxed in with Jared to, you know, come up with just, you know, hardcore products and, and Gasparri changed mm-hmm. where he, it evolved. When I first came out, I, I was known for pro hormones. Yeah. I was known for, you know, all these different products. And I said, you know, I, and I would, you know, fight with Jared saying, that's not what Gasparri is anymore. Gasparri has become more of a fitness brand, mm-hmm. a lifestyle brand. And that's what I believe. And I believe Gasparri should be built more towards a lifestyle brand. Sure. Um, you know, when we came up with, bone broth what i you know what i saw is like you know what i'm looking at different collagens there's a benefit to you know i said i saw the trends in collagens i believe in collagens and i said you know what i'm going to come up with a collagen you know like i said we're talking about troy with we were just having this friendly dispute about you know we should call it collagen i Mm -hmm. said no troy we should call it bone broth yeah even though you're telling me other people are saying you know they don't recognize it there's more benefits to bone broth there is collagen so let's educate the consumer and why this is better and why we're using this. Yep. When you talked about egg protein, I looked for something different because I was like, you know what? There's so much whey protein. There's so much, you know, that's all there was. Vegan protein now, pea protein. I said, the most, the best protein ever used was egg protein. Mm-hmm. How can I find egg protein? I ended up looking for it and I said, shoot, let's. I saw the only one that did it was 5% with these, with this uh, yep. protein crystals or egg crystals. And I looked at it. I said, you know what? I think I could do it better. I looked at the flavoring to, I don't know if you know this, when you flavor egg protein, it's a very salty oh, yeah. protein. Yeah. So we tried to do vanilla. It did not taste good. Uh, we did like this chocolate. So it ended up being a salted chocolate. Mm-hmm. Tastes amazing. Then I said, what else could be a salted flavor that tastes good? Salted caramel. Yep. So we came up with that flavor. We're coming up with uh, uh, chocolate peanut butter. We're going to call it Richie's uh, uh, Richie's peanut butter cup. Right. So we're going to do that. Yeah, I like so, that. So we're we're you know we're coming up with new products. You know, with the egg, we're using we're using stevia instead of sucralose. Mm-hmm. We're using all natural colors. Um, 
new product that we just launched just this week. We just launched uh, proven EAAs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, we're using fermented vegan BCAAs. You know, all natural colors. You know, when I was with the other company, he would love using artificial dyes. I'm like, I don't want to use artificial dyes. Right. I was forced to use them, so we stopped using those. You know, we're using more natural coloring. I wanted to use stevia in the proven EAAs. It just didn't flavor right. Right. So we saw using some sucralose. Because I had some people say, why did you do that? Um, but when you're asking what the direction it gets married, it's going to be more of a lifestyle brand. We are going to look for edginess, um, you know, in the brand itself to come up with some cool stuff. Right. But a lot of it's going to be just, you know, what's out there. You know, we're coming up with an omega-3 that has the highest EPA and DHA than any, uh, you know, omega-3 on the market. It's like That's 70%. Awesome. That's great. So. That's something I would use. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's got, enteric, it's got an enteric coating. So it bypasses the stomach mm -hmm. to get, you know, to get utilized in the small intestine. Now, it's just an omega-3. But, you know, would that something my former partner would do? No. Right. So these are things that we're looking for in Gaspari that I, you know, that I feel are just that little bit above yeah. what other competitors do. You say it's just an omega-3, but it's one of those supplements that if, if you're not sure what to take, it should be one of the like top five supplements that people take like every day, yes. you know? So yes. it, you know, just an omega three is just something you should be taking daily. Um, yeah, I, I, I look, you know, back at what you guys were and what made you big. And you mentioned like the hardcore, the pro hormones. If someone, you told someone buying those pro hormones 10, 15 years ago that you were going to come out with a stevia flavored X or bone broth. They would have laughed you off the, uh, laughed you out of the store because it, that wasn't what you did. And no. it's, it's, you, you mentioned you want to bring edginess into the brand. I'm super excited to see how you guys do that because you can do it and still with natural products. There's, there's things out there. You can bring it in uh, in a lot of different ways. And I think you're thinking you guys are doing the right things. And, and what's, I mean, do you guys have, you know, like a, a year goal, five-year goals in terms of like, because ultimately I think in your head, you want to get back to where you once were and, and then being, yes. being realistic, you probably know it's going to be a, a slow climb to get there, but yeah. um so far, what's been the feedback from retailers, from consumers on the new stuff that you guys are bringing to market since you've taken the company back under your complete control? I think everyone has been ecstatic that I have been in control. Like, let me tell you something. In that transition period to buy the company, you understand, I, I asked Jared to, that I want to buy him out last March. So like, not half, this yeah. March, but the following March. I didn't buy the company till August. So that period was kind of like the company was just kind of at a standstill and slowly just going down. Mm -hmm. Then finally, when I got the company, I, you know, I'm going to tell you, I have, I have investors, but a lot of it is self, you know, um, the company's building itself mm -hmm. through the profits that we're making. It's not someone infusing cash into sure. the business. So this is my baby that we're doing it like hardcore, you know, grinding you know, going, like you said, going to the, the accounts that I knew and saying, hey, I'm here. I'm still here. This is my brand. You know, we did a lot together in the past. I would really appreciate if, you know, if you look at me again to take me back. Yeah. You know, and these guys are they're doing it to taking me back. And, you know, I'm grateful to have guys like Troy that's been on my team for over 10 years. He saw the road where he was riding high to where he was like nothing. And mm -hmm. now. He sees that, wow, this brand's really going to grow. Yep. You know, him and I, because he's out in the streets, he's out there looking what the brick and mortar sell. And yep. he looks at a lot of stuff that I go, you know what, Troy, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, 
the DMA, DMAA, the DMHAs. I said, we're not doing that. Right. We'll come up with a better way of getting back to market. And, you know, we're doing it little by little. You know, we're listening. What you said is, you know, how are we going to do that? Relationships are number one. Yep. And also listening to the consumer, looking at trends. And if you could do that thing, if you could, you know, I don't want to be in my ivory tower. I am like now out there, yeah. you know, learning the markets, the U.S. market. But I'm learning the global market. Yeah. This company is now still in countries all over the world. Um, we're getting right now in China. Um, we, you know, we're in Europe. We're in Australia. We're in New Zealand. We're in Brazil. We're in Latin America. You know, so this company is, and each one of those markets are different. And I've been in each one of those markets mm-hmm. to learn how to sell products. Middle East, all other, you know, you know, way you have to do business. So. I'm growing this business and I'm out there seeing every one of these areas that we're doing sales. Right. I, I love it. You call Gasperi a legacy brand, but you you really you are but you aren't because if, when I think traditional legacy brands, they're the ones that are sitting back with their feet up just kind of coasting, not doing anything in terms of innovation. They're not going out visiting retailers. But here you are, a 20-year-old company. You are out and about visiting retailers. You're part of the innovation process. And you mentioned the key thing, listening and, and doing a consumer-first approach to running your business, which I think is amazing because that's the way it should be. Uh, and what I'm really excited about for you, Rich, is like your, your baby son, when he comes into the world, he's going to be able to see his dad. Like go back and like bust ass, teach him what hard work truly is because it's not going to be easy. You know that. It's going to be hard work and you're going to be able to show him that, show your stepson that, show your family like Dad's still got it, man. We still got it, and we're going to go hard. So I'm super excited for you. I think what you guys are doing is phenomenal. I love the approach you're taking, and I love how you guys are really you're, – you're doing the right thing. You're not taking shortcuts, which uh, a lot of people in your shoes with that name could do it, and you're not doing it. So thank you from my standpoint, but thank you from the consumers too listening to this because we all love brands like yours who actually give a shit what the consumers want, and you guys put them first. No, thank you. I mean, I like I said, I'm I'm proud of my brand. It's it's something. And when you said about like my son, it's it's very emotional. It's like I'm gonna have you know a kid, and I want him to learn that you know he will have a silver spoon in his mouth, but I want him to appreciate that it's not that easy, mm-hmm. and that his dad went through hardships, and 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 you know a lot of kids don't have that, and I want them to learn from that. And you know that's really important for me with this brand. You know, it's something that. This is my baby. This is something, like I said, it, you know, we started 22 years ago and it went through all this. And like you said, I, I had people saying, Gasparri's done. And I'm still, you know, they, now people go, I'm not underestimating what Rick Gasparri can do. Yeah. And when you see other competitors start to watch what we're doing, that's exciting, you know, for me. Exactly. And, you know, it's, I, I you know, I always say no one's going to outwork me. You know, you may have more money, but no one's going to outwork me. I'm out there. I'll do whatever I have. And, you know, I'm in my, you know, I'm in my fifties. I'm not a, you know, spring chicken. When I started this, I was in my thirties and I'm still working hard. You know, if you watch my videos on Instagram, I still training five days a week. You know, it's, it's part of my genre. It's like, you know, I'm going to be who I am until I die. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And you're still breeding champions. You just took home the, the Dallas Europa. So, oh yeah. He, they, when you, when you talk about loyalty, He's been with me for 10 years. Yeah, I remember him. You know, this guy started at 35. He's 45. When he started, I saw, you know, this passion in him. Great, great guy. He worked with the company, never left the company. And, 
He just won the Europa show. It's amazing. Came in shredded, the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's getting ready for the Olympia. And, you know, so we still have champions, you know, in this company. You know, it's 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 much different now. Like I said, it's just become more of a social media, right. you know, digital marketing, you know, uh, trends. You're doing like, you know, things like this, talking to guys like you on podcasts. Right. Getting the word out to me is really important because this is a way of just organically growing the brand back. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And we'll do what we can because, like I said, we only work with brands in which we care about that care about the consumer. So we're very selective on who we work on and very selective on who we bring on this podcast because the last thing I want is somebody who all they care about is the bottom line, not the consumer getting an opportunity to preach their gossip to the to the fan base. And that's that's not what I'm about. So thank you, Rich. I appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to everything this year. Congratulations again on the future birth of your son. And I'll probably be seeing you in Vegas, I'm sure. <laughs> Definitely. I'll be there. <laughs> Told you. I told you there was a good story. Rich takes us through everything in this thing, man. I mean, this stuff is the stuff that you don't know. If you're not within this industry, you don't know these things. Like you probably have no idea that Rich Gasperi and Gasperi Nutrition damn near died because of bankruptcy, because of internal struggle, struggles through the, you know, through through internal employment, through CFO problems, through divorce. These are things that the public doesn't know unless they listen to the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. And really the idea is like, listen, Rich is a normal human being just like everybody else. He has gone through it all. And then for me, as a business owner, as a human being, I can empathize with that. You know, I can't imagine driving around in Ferraris and Porsches to having everything taken away from me and have nothing. Having to sell my company to some foreign investor in which I have to buy my way back into the company to have say. And then to have to take that company to somebody like Jared Weed at High Tech and not beg, but ask, you know, because you were you didn't have many options to take the company back because Rich was trying to save that company. And it's all come full circle. Rich buys the company back from Jared Wheat, him and team rebuilding this brand through unique innovation that is not Typical of Gasperi Nutrition, bone broth, egg protein. That never would have happened back in 2005. Never. But it's happening in 2019 because the writing's in the wall. They understand that they need to adjust, adapt, and change with the time. Something that legacy brands don't do. So although he refers to himself as a legacy brand, he's referring to himself as a legacy brand because he's 20 plus years old. But they're not acting like one. They're acting like a startup. And I think that's going to be super beneficial for Gasperi. So I hope we can work more with Rich and his team. I very much enjoy their products. Glycofuse, the mix between cluster dextrin and carb 10 is great. I use it. I use it today for my carb source. They have proven EAAs coming out with his fermented EAAs. I mean, they have just so much cool stuff coming out. So support Kasperi Nutrition. Make sure if you guys have never used them before because maybe you're younger um, or, or you're new to the supplement world, check them out. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Check them out on social. Check out their products and support the brand if you will. Uh, I, I, like I said, I'm a fan of them, and uh, hopefully we get an opportunity to work more with them in the future. Appreciate you guys and girls tuning into this podcast. Again, if it's your first time listening, thank you so much. Don't feel obligated to do so, but hit that subscribe button if you like it. Stay up to date with all new podcast launches here from us at F5 if you're watching via iTunes, Spotify, watching via YouTube. Again, that subscribe button if you have an opportunity to leave a comment or a review 
review. It helps out the algorithm so more people can discover the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. And then we're on social media as well. Obviously, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. I am Fitness Informant founder and CEO, Ryan Buckeye. This is the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. As always, we hope you are informed and you can live fit. Hang loose. Until next week, take care.